Hello and welcome back to the Afternoon Ask Anything show here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm Chris Carter here with Tom Reed and Gerard Gilberto. We are going to be breaking down Pittsburgh sports questions from you, the listeners, for the next 30-ish minutes, maybe a little bit more. Maybe we might go a little bit longer because some of y'all asked some great questions, but it's a lot to talk about right now. First of all, if you're watching live, we hope that you're doing so from... Uh, Facebook Live, uh, YouTube, or Periscope, or on Twitter if you're following us there. Um, uh, you, so just to know anywhere that you're watching us, if you're watching us from Facebook Live, YouTube, or Periscope, drop a question in the comments. We will get to it as soon as possible. I'm sure you guys have a lot of them. If you're listening to this on DK Sports Radio, remember you can subscribe to DK Sports Radio anywhere podcasts are hosted, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the great things for all of our great content that goes up every single day. And we got a lot to talk about today, guys. Now, Gerard, the Pirates, still still battling. Um, they've, been, they've been a joy to watch. Tom, you and I have been neck deep in draft stuff <laughs> so oh, you have been you've you've been more you your neck has been deeper uh, Tom, i can't get over how good gerard looks gerard looks absolutely oh, looks like he just came from a clean shave he does looks like he just walked out of a, 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 a in the barber he looks spectacular he I looks like he was a first round here. draft pick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i haven't found I the barber out here yet man i i gotta uh that, that's like uh, mechanics and barbers. You, you always keep going to the one you trust. Maybe I'll get my hair cut next time I'm in New York. Hey, hey. I, can help, I, I might be able to help you out there, although my hair is a little bit different uh, to yours, Gerard. Yeah, mine's <laughs> nice and curly. I just put stuff in it. Strains it out a little. <laughs> I got you. Let's get into some of these questions because we got a lot now. Of course, NFL draft. Uh, we we got we got all our guys here. Tom is is going to be our hockey expert for this show. Gerard's our baseball guy. I'm the football guy. Tom and I can both juggle football, so we got a lot to talk about. First, of course, question the question of the day right now is for Steelers fans: Who is the choice in round two? Tom, you and I talked about this. This is the reason why there was no need to rush to get a center in the first round because they were all going to be there in the second round, and here we are. Round two, not a single center has been taken. You still got Landon Dickerson, Quinn Miners, Josh Myers, and I always miss one of the four because I always name three and then forget the fourth one, um, and, and Creed Humphrey. You got all four of those guys available. Most likely, you will get to pick one today, and I think it will be one of those guys. Yeah, it's it's, it's really lined up well for them, has it? Uh, they got the running back they wanted. Nobody touched Najee. And again, I think you and I are in lockstep, and I think Dale's the same way. This is not just a one-player thing to fix the running game. It's multiple players. You have to get linemen to go with this because your line, offensive line, frankly, wasn't all that great last year. Uh, so if you can get a center here at 55, and then somewhere maybe in the third round, if you want to get your an offensive tackle, I know the quality starts to go down. If you get, if they've already got one of three pieces that they needed. I thought if they got two of these pieces in the first two rounds, they'd be on it on their way to kind of getting this thing fixed. And I mm-hmm. think if they go center or go offensive tackle here, that's uh, a really nice start. I agree entirely. We will see which direction they go first. 
Uh, but I do believe they'll get at least one of the two in this. They'll get one of the two in this next round, and they might get both of them by the end of the, by the end of today. Uh, Tim Allison says, "Hi guys, love the show. Hey Tim, we love you. Thanks for being here. We see your questions all the time. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Eric Straight of one of our all to all time streaming watchers and listeners says, "Great day to be in Pittsburgh. Hey man, every day is a great day to be in Pittsburgh, except in the winter because I do hate the cold." Um, but uh, but <laughs> all that thing. But Tim Allison does have a question for you, Gerard. How long can the Bucks live with Mitch Keller? Um, he, he, that's not going anywhere. He, he's <laughs> he's honestly he's too talented. People talk about potential. It's not potential of down the road potential at this point. It, potential meaning capabilities. What he's able to do, he's still the most talented pitcher on the staff. He just needs to do it. And I know uh. Uh, Dayon had written something about that, or and he had the podcast too, uh, about you know pitching with a little more conviction, and, and and that needs to go a long way with him. And they just constantly talk about him just pounding the strike zone. And the other night he he got frustrated. You know he had 14 foul balls in that first inning, 11 pitch at bat with Solaire, and then the pitch that he he just drove into right field was was flat. You can't do that, Major League level. You can't get away with things like that. So it's it's not he's not going anywhere anytime soon. It would have to take a lot uh, for you know I, I don't I don't foresee a situation where he goes to the minors because that would be pretty drastic. And I mean we still got another week before that season starts anyway. But yeah, he's he's too talented. Just got to figure it out. It, and <laughs> their alternatives aren't really there right now. Cool's on the IL. Um, Rolt's not coming back for a while. Chase DeYoung, you really really want to start rolling with Chase DeYoung and, and miss out on the potential that potential meaning capabilities that Mitch Keller has with him not being on the mound every five days. No, it's, it's not going to happen. The, that's, that's a fact of life with this team. Though. You, you have these talented guys. You have to, you know, make the most of their potential, uh, especially with the pitchers, which, you know, guys bring up Garrett Cole and, and Glasnow all the time. They're ghosts around here and they're ghosts around baseball because they're not the same pitchers they were when they were in Pittsburgh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, that's a very, some very good points there, Gerard. Um, keeping it moving, Daniel Matos asks, "Hey boys, tar- draft targets for today?" Uh, so, Tom, you and I have been talking about the center position, so we we kind of get the sense that the you know, again the center targets are who or who they are: Landon Dickerson, Creed Humphrey, Joff Myers, Quinn Miners. But um, at offensive tackle, there are still some guys there that a lot of people were screaming were like first, you know, first round caliber guys. Chief among them. Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Now he's going to be gone before this. I, I am. I have a firm belief that he'll be gone by fifty-five. But if you wanted one of these tackles, Liam Eichenberg, Dylan Raddins, Samuel Cosme, Walker Little, Spencer Brown, Jalen Mayfield, these are all guys who were projected as maybe late first-round picks, maybe early second-round picks. One of those guys will be available at fifty-five, and heck, you might get some of them available when you pick again in the third round. Um, and, and also, Tom, I know we're talking about the run game, 
But there's some really talented linebackers left here. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from Notre Dame. He was a, so I saw some people project him as a potential top 15 pick. He is sitting there uh, for you. You still got Jabril Cox. You still got um, um, you know you you still got you uh, you still got uh, Pete Werner. You still got Monty Rice. Uh, you still got uh, uh, Brand, Brandon uh, Brandon Browning. Uh, there's, there's there's a ton of guys here who you could fight or Baron Browning, excuse me, but you, there's a ton of guys here that you could get on day two. I, I like Asante Samuel in the slot. There's way too many tens. And this is why we were saying, Tom, it might behoove them to try and maximize their picks on day two. I am not even looking on that side of the ball until after 55, after 55, if, if the defense wants to come in and join the parade, that's fine. But that door is locked right now. No defensive people in there until after 55, another offensive or an offensive lineman is picked. Then they can come in because, again, this is not just about next year. This is about a chance to start building your bridge to your next generation of quarterbacks. And this is a wonderful opportunity they have here right now. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender this year. Do you? Do you believe that they can win the Super Bowl this year? I mean, I, I got to see what they do with the rest of this, these picks. I, I, I'm not of the opinion that this team is just some bereft team. Like the team that lost to the Browns, they had like everyone talking, oh, the Browns were missing this guy and that guy. Okay, none of those guys, the Browns, were as valuable to, as to the Browns as, as Joe Hayden and Devin Bush and Bud Dupree were to the Steelers, all who were missing from that team on top of Alex Highsmith. I mean, when you looked at it, it was actually like, okay, they're, they were both missing a lot of guys. To me, the big thing is, can the Steelers get a slot corner to come in and just hold down the fort at that position, and can they stay healthy on defense? You do that on defense, I think that they will be a top five, top ten group again. They'll be competing again at that you know, with, with that unit. I think offensively, you get a ground game. Again, when, when, when the ground game was going last year, when James Conner was healthy and Ben, and ben Roethlisberger was, was letting the ground game work, they, the offense was moving. They averaged 130 yards on the ground. They were putting up points. If not, if, if they can, if this offensive line can can block just decently, it don't have to be great. Just be decent. Najee Harris is a lot bigger of a game changer than James Conner. I think that they can be a playoff team, and with a run with a running game, I think that they can they can compete. I'm not saying they're going to get to the Super Bowl, but I think they'll be a, in the NFL. If you're in the playoffs, you got a shot to make it to the Super Bowl. So if, if that in that way, I think they're a competitor. Do I pick them to win the Super Bowl? No. I still I still look at what the Chiefs might be able to do. I think the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, excuse me, could be could be dangerous. Um, but the thing is, is that the Chiefs got offensive line questions. The Ravens didn't look too dominant last year either, and they got questions. Uh, to to me, the AFC is a little bit more open than I think a lot of people are willing to admit. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I think they're a playoff contender. I guess my whole point was there. Finish mm-hmm. off, get get your offensive lineman here. I agree uh, with that. Center or tackle, and then you start working toward the other stuff because, again, it, it builds you a bridge to, to where you want to go here in the future uh, when Ben's no longer around. Um, Parsons chat says thinking of a center, but if there's not one, get Pat Frymouth. Uh, nah, they, they, the Pat Frymouth. Hey, maybe a, a really good receiving tight end, but you know, he, the, I think you could get that later. You can get that in the third and fourth rounds if you want it. Like, I like you can wait and get Brevin Jordan later, and I think that you wouldn't get too much of a drop off from Pat Frymouth. If you're getting a, a tight end, I'd also wait until the third round. Um, 
uh, you could wait until the third round and get a Tommy Tremble, and I think that would be a good combination of a blocker and uh, and a receiving tight end. Um, and, and, and I think a lot of people are sharing your sentiment, Tom. Great job getting RB1, but now you got to get offensive line today. Um, and, uh, and, and you know, I'm going to combine this with a few other questions because Tim Allison says, great job getting the R1. How many offensive linemen go? And then uh, Swan269 says, uh, hey, Chris, nice work over the last week giving us all your prep. Uh, but should dr- both draft picks today be offensive linemen? Tom, I wouldn't be against it. Like you said, if 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 no. if if you get a center and an offensive tackle, even if that tackle ends up not starting this year, you at least give yourself depth at the position if a guy goes down and you're not worrying about it. And I think all of that would go towards getting a running game back and back for the Steelers. Yeah, without question. That's again, you get the running game going. Uh, and again, it can help you now. It can help you. It can help you next season. Uh, it, it all works together there. Uh, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Again, I like what I, I would like to see them get the center. I think about and again. You never base stuff on what the Cleveland Browns do, but when, but when you watch how the Browns kind of built to be one of the best running teams in the, in the NFL. Uh, it started with J.C. Treader, the acquisition of J.C. Treader at center uh, from Green Bay. It kind of finally gave them that, that link that they had and lost ever since Alex Mack had left them, the, the terrific center. And uh, and then they, you know, obviously get Nick Chubb, uh, and they keep working, building on the offensive line. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for giving a center today. Absolutely. Um all right, keeping it moving here. We're going to try and get uh, – let's do a hockey question real quick, Tom. G- G- Eric Stratov yeah. says, Malkin tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is going to be at this point um, – at this point, it's, you know, whenever they feel comfortable. He's skating. He practiced again today. Skated again today. Um, he, obviously, he's close. So – I think at this point, it's where whenever they want to put him back in the lineup and, and feel comfortable. Maybe you don't want to play him against the Capitals that are, that are such a physical team, and you wait and get the Flyers who are just toe-tagged and have pretty much called it a season. Uh, maybe you wait one more game, but I think he's probably physically ready to go uh, tomorrow night. I have, okay, very good stuff. I'm sure Penguins fans will be um, excited to see that. Uh, Swans two six nine says, "Hey Gerard, is there an update on uh, uh, Brian Hayes's return?" Uh, not from the last couple of days. Uh, Alex was able to report the other day that um, he's he's going to be swinging a bat this week. Uh, unfortunately, there's they were already very uh, slow playing it the first time around, and mm-hmm. then aggravating the injury would lead me to believe that they're going to really slow play this one. Um, I. I th- uh, in, in terms of next steps, though, uh, Todd Tomczyk said, what was that, Wednesday, that it is going to be a matter of days and not weeks, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, we, Like I said, they got the, the minor league season starting next week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he played a rehab game. Um, so, yeah, and it's – they have a reason to, to be patient, too. I mean, the, the kid's too young. He's too talented. And Eric Gonzalez is playing well. You know, if Phillip Evans can turn a corner, too, and, and – get back to he doesn't have to be a 500 hitter you know <laughs> if he could get back to at least half as what he, of what he was in the spring or that first week or so of the season 
they they can they can keep playing good ball without Hayes, and they could afford to be patient and make sure that they're not rushing them back and and do all the right things there. I'm sure, and, and like, that's the thing. I'm sure, like beyond all the other stuff, you know, everyone joking around, like, "Oh, Bill, are they making the playoffs now?" And we're talking about all these things that are way down the line. The biggest thing is Ken Cabrian Hayes, re, you know, recover. We want, you know, we everyone wants to see this guy healthy and what he could do this year. Um, so absolutely good stuff there. All right, let's get back. Uh, we have some guys. Dennis Schaefer says the Steelers are going nine and eight. Uh, the thing is, nine and eight. It's playoffs with this new system. I mean, they, it's. I mean, if there's seven teams big in the AFC, AFC play, both 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 playoffs. I mean, that's nine and nine and seven, nine and eight. That would be. Uh, the, you know, I, I mean, I, I'd expect some maybe an eight nine team to sneak in a couple times. Um, depending not, on how competitive. They're not going to be one of the nine teams as they did last year. That was the that was the gift schedule for the three teams that made the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, from this division last year. They just cleaned up on the NFC East. And the Bengals, and it's it's not going to be the schedule. So nine and eight, absolutely, Gerard, or, uh, Chris, you're absolutely right. That that might be enough. That could that could be enough to make the playoffs. They win nine games. Absolutely. Uh, let's see, who we got here going back up. Um, okay, Paul uh, Olajar says, "How much better is the O line simply because Harris is the back?" That's something that I, I think gets overlooked here. Is that people keep talking about? You know, keep saying, oh, well, the offensive line still stinks. Well, guess what? And Dale pointed this out. When James Conner ran the ball last year, they averaged 4.3 yards per carry. When it wasn't James Conner, they averaged 3.7 yards per carry. And that may sound small, but that more than a half a yard per carry, that's often the difference the difference between being able to run the ball consistently in a game and being a- and then looking around and saying, oh, crap, we can't run the ball. We got to throw it a, th- a thousand times. That's where I'm like. I, you know, I, and again, I, you know, I looked at late when Le'Veon Bell ran the ball it was like 176 yards per game, and then compared to like less than 100 yards per game when he didn't. So it's like, come on, come on, guys! Like, I get that people want to see the O line improve, but you can because all these centers are still available, all these tackles are still available. As soon as the Steelers picked Travis ATN went off the board, if they had waited, most likely they'd be sitting around and we'd be all, all, all everyone saying was, "Can they get Javante Williams?" Because if they don't, it's question mark season again. Um, keeping it moving here. Yeah. 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 No, no, I'm, I'm right. I'm right with you, Tom. Um, I guess we're going to get a lot of these questions. I guess the, uh, the, who's the center you prefer? Who's the tackle you prefer? Um, I, I'll do a quick rundown. T- Tom, I don't know if you've, you've done, you've done a ton of scouting of, of the field. Um, basically. No, the, you, you said that. Okay. Basically, like I said, there are four centers that I could that I see as plug and play guys. You you draft, like I so said, Landon. DK is gone. Look at this. This is a special appearance from DK <laughs> this on the live podcast. <laughs> we'll see what he says here. Let's see. Let's see what DK says. Hey, you're on. You're on with Tom, Chris, and Gerard. What's your question, Bob? What's your, what's your question? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, we've already answered questions about the center and whether when Brian's coming back. So don't bring that smoke here. <laughs> uh, that's the lineup. You, you know, you, you, yeah, that's the lineup today. This is almost as good as when my mom called John Tortorella in the press conference. <laughs> 
All right, DK. All right, let's see. We'll take to make this jet. All right, this is an easy one. Mark Faith asks, good start to the draft, tremendous talent, and great character, but what will it take to make this draft a grand slam for the Steelers? Did you hear that? No, no. Okay, good, uh, good, good start for the – now I feel like, I feel like I'm uh, the interpreter here for Yager back in 91. Good start in the draft. Tremendous talent of great character. What will it take to, to make this draft a grand slam for the Steelers? DK says he's very happy to be in the city and really looks forward to contributing any way he can. Now he <laughs> he said that he would really he really thinks getting a center uh, and one of the one of the big boys where he, the, whoever center they bring in is not just battling BJ Finney for the job that would really be an emphatic uh, exclamation point on the first couple rounds of the draft. Oh, there you have it. Even when DK is not on the oh, show, it's wonderful to have you on the show. Yes. All right, see ya. That's DK. Stay on Kovacevic. Read his column every day is his podcast. All right, Chris, go ahead. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, uh, Daniel Matos asks, Carter, who do you think did the worst in in the first round? Tom, I I think you and I might be on the same page here. I think it was the Raiders with Alex Leatherwood. I was like, are you kidding me? With all the other tackles that are on the board, Christian Darasaw was there. That guy was like a consensus. Like everyone was like, "Yeah, that guy. That guy's a first round grade." Alex Leatherwood. I'm like, who? What? You could have. You could have waited another round and a half before you got him. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's just always strange. You're never quite sure. But but yeah, that was that one was a uh, certainly was was an eyebrow raiser. Um, trying to think who else. Really cool Not name though. Overwhelm you with it. <laughs> It is a good day. It would be even better if it was leather helmet. It would, <laughs> really, it would be really good. Uh, old school but type of player. That is a good baseball. Yeah. What I, what I would say though, the best name in this draft, there is a there is a cornerback from Syracuse known as a trillion Williams. And and for short, he goes by Trill. I personally want this man to be drafted by the Steelers just so I can say Trill Williams a thousand times on podcasts, on TV, on radio. Just just Trill Williams with the interception would be so that was the trillest interception I have ever seen. Uh that's just like saying that kind of stuff. Uh that that's that's my top name here. So uh Alex Leatherwood, good good football name, probably a better baseball name, but not a good first round pick at 17 for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um 
LJ Jammin asks, I'm a Steelers fan uh, for 10 years, uh, for 10 or better years. I just wanted to know about the QB situation. Um, I, I think it's pretty solid. They extended Mason Rudolph uh, yesterday for another year. So that now they do officially have a quarterback on the staff uh, for going to the 2022 season. Uh, but I, I think right now it's like, Hey, they'll see how Ben plays. If he, if he, if he, you know, has problems, they'll deal with that. You know, if he has problems, they'll, they'll move on and figure out who, what they're doing next year. If not, they'll examine and see, Hey, does he want to stick around for another year? But right now Ben's the starter Haskins, Rudolph and, uh, uh, whoever will will battle it out in in camp, and then we'll we'll see what happens from there. Tom, oh, I'm with you, Gerard. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm with you, Chris. I was just looking at some of the Gerard questions coming up. Okay, all right, yeah, we are going to let's let's let's. I was really ahead. I got I got, I got my I, my eyes were got caught in the backfield. <laughs> you fell for a play action. Um, but uh, Sherrod Learn asked the Pirates question, who will be the Pirates' fifth starter coming up? Is it Crow again, or do they bring back Yohure? I like Yohure. Um, I, I do. Uh, Did I say it right, by I, the way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yohure. Look at me. Look yeah, they call me. him Yahoo. Everybody, the, Yahoo. the Pirates are interesting. Everybody's got, like, hockey nicknames. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. Sheltie and, and, yeah, uh, and Strats, Chris Stratton and Strats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's not a ton of creativity, but it is consistent. Uh, but no, I like <laughs> I like Miguel Yahure. Um, obviously, that was uh, not the best lineup that he faced in Detroit, but he pitched very well. Um, it would be good to see him uh, bounce back after that last inning didn't go well for him. Uh, so it would be good to see him him run out there again. Uh, I think this is a guy that, if he were still a Yankee, would be a regular in that rotation. Um, so yeah, I, I like Yahure Crow. I, I think you know a little bit more what you got with Crow. Um, and and I know he pitched well on Sunday, but yeah, I, I do like Yahure in, in that spot. I, I just think he's more just a more interesting guy to watch, honestly. That breaking stuff is, is fantastic, and um, it he's he's like a lot of these guys that the, the way that the Pirates talk about their own players, some of these guys you think they were zombies between Rich Rodriguez has no pulse. Brian Reynolds has no emotion. Honestly, it's funny. Like, uh, and, and Yahuri is, uh, is a calm dude like that too, even at such a young age. I hear that. I hear that. Um, and I think that's something that the Pirates fans are going to be looking at to see how that develops. Um, let's see. Looking through some of these questions here. Um, let's go to Clint Novak's question. Liam Eisenberg for the Steelers in round two. Chris, what do you think? I, I think, Liam Eisenberg would be a welcomed addition to the tackle room. Um, and I think he'd push for starting time. But, Tom, here's my thing. If they get a tackle in round two, I'm not so sure that, th- that that as many of those centers will be there in round three. However, if they get a center in round two, there are plenty of acceptable tackles I see in round three. Um, like, for example, if if you go – if so say, like you, say you go center round two, and you say Liam Eichenberg, Tevin Jenkins, Dylan Raddins, Walker Little, Samuel Cosme, all those guys are gone. That that would be five offensive tackles drafted in the second round. You'll still have Spencer Brown, James Hudson, D- Jalen Mayfield, all three of the, Brady Christensen, Stone Forsythe. That's a, there's a ton of guys in this list who I think would 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 excite Steelers fans to have on their team at offensive tackle in the third round. That's why I'm 
saying second round center. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, I think that's that's the that is the way to go. You know what I will miss about the draft, Chris? I will miss terms like live hose and oily hips. Uh, the way that they talk talk about these players, uh, having oily hips is. I can tell you, I never had oily hips when when I was playing, and I still don't have a live hose. There, there are some odd sports phrases out there. Those are up there, and it's and it's funny. It's always a fad, and it's someone always starts something, and then it picks up. Like for like a few years, it was he puts his foot in the ground, and I'm like, what does that mean? They all put their foot in the ground. Like I, I get that they stop and they turn and they cut, but just say they have good footwork or they're really explosive. But put your foot in the ground. I mean, I put my foot in the ground, but when I put my foot in the ground, does it matter as much as Najee Harris? No. So I don't understand your saying. Uh, but yes, weird sayings like well, hip. I, I didn't. I I know absolutely very little about baseball terminology. Uh, as far as when you start to talk the technical stuff, and I don't even think this is technical. But in doing these stories with the Vanderbilt kids, he's were telling me about velos, and I finally stopped one one day. Said, "What is a velo?" I said, "Oh, velocity." I said, well, "Why not just say velocity?" Why not just say that? Baseball's <laughs> got some everybody. colorful ones too. Uh, uh, the, uh, yeah. the tales of the tales of the of the the red ass are always the fun one. Basically, whoever's in a mood, <laughs> yeah, whoever, whoever's really like out there looking for a fight, but he's got the ass today. Yeah, Fred Cruz got a baseball question: How long before Todd Frazier is released? Yeah. Todd Frazier is on the path. Um, yeah, so, no, I, I don't think he's he's going to go anywhere until at least Hayes gets back. Um, you know, I, there's there's nobody breathing down his neck, you know, at, at that spot. Um, they, they're still rolling with the three outfielders, and that's, you know, without considering Phillip Evans and Wilmer Defoe and some of these guys that have played the outfield as outfielders. Um, I, I don't foresee a situation where, uh, Rodolfo Castro pushes the veteran out. Um, I he's he's playing now. He had a really a really good game on Wednesday. I mean those those two walks he had were were big, and then the, came through in the clutch there with the double. Uh, he's an interesting character, obviously. Um, I covered him in New York, and and he was he was interesting there. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't I don't see him going anywhere for a little while. I, I think his chances will you know thin out if he keeps going with like one for 16 but the other day was a, was a great step forward for him uh and and i think he will keep getting chances um uh, i from just going off of memory here I, they don't have many uh games left in al ballparks it's interesting that they had those two series back to back so they're not going to be using the dh very often um so that's kind of hurts hurts him there He's going to be losing opportunities there. But, uh, no, I, I think Todd's going to stick around for a little bit. And just one other thing, going back to the last question, I, I gave my opinion on what I wanted, but the question was what do you think is going to happen? And with the fifth starter thing, I think it will be Will Crow. I would rather see you hurry, but I, I think it will be Will Crow. Gotcha there. Um, Drew, I think, asks, are there any free agents the Steelers might be interested in picking up? Listen, Drew, I'm trying to get through the draft. Let me get through the draft, then we'll talk about that. It don't. What? 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 We say they're going to get Justin Houston. Yeah, I'd right, be great. But I, I, no offense, Drew. I understand that that's a question. But gee, there's no way to evaluate that. 
based off of who they got in round one. They might get a center this round. They might get a linebacker, a corner. We will see. But if if you know if they end up getting a backup edge rusher in round three, do they need to go get another one in free agency? Let's wait and see what happens. Because also, I, I don't think teams are done cutting players. I think there's some teams out there that are still like, eh, we're just gonna we're gonna you know, we, we got to make some tough choices. Uh, and there's a lot there's a lot of still free agents out there uh, because teams didn't want to pick them up and lose comp picks for them. So um, there's gonna be a, 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 a spree there, but. Let's just wait until the draft's over to get into those. Um, we're gonna do some quick hits here before we get out of here because we are well we are well over our time. Um, all right, so quick answers, fellas. Quick answers. As soon as I find a question, um, but, 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 okay. Uh, Tom Polsky asks how how for real is the Aaron Rodgers trade situation? Um, I think his time is in Green Bay. Green Bay is in jeopardy. Great play on words, Polsky, with the Jeopardy reference. Uh, it sure sounds like he wants out, doesn't it? And the player in those situations usually end up getting their way. Um, <laughs> it's about a year ago, right, With the, since the Jordan Love thing started. And you, if you remember his answer right away, you could, all, you could tell he was not happy. And boy, when you think, you think back to it, I, I know Ben did not react in the greatest of ways to Mason Rudolph, but it was a lot better <laughs> than Rodgers has uh, – has reacted here. Uh, I think he's gone. I, I think he's played his last game in Green Bay. I don't think you, you, they're coming out as strong uh, publicly. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you know where this is coming from, right? I mean, yeah. it may be sources, but this is we know where this is coming from. I think he's played his last game in Green Bay. One thing I saw Adam Schefter just just tweet out was there there are some serious money implications with with this right now. Um, hold on, I just saw this. He said uh, they well, one the Packers uh, the Packers wouldn't wouldn't let him go. Oh, I can't find this tweet now because everything is difficult oh, when you're streaming. On that. He I, I but I think he would I think he would owe them money. Or I, I, I swore I saw saw something to that light like there's because of his deal like there if he if he was to just stop playing like there would be financial implications i think against him I'm trying to find it i can't see it right now oh well um we'll do with that he gets traded i think i think they will there certainly will be a market for aaron Rodgers once we that's get what i have to think all of this there's not going to be there's not going to there's going to be teams out there that will make deals for aaron Rodgers. green bay won't have to worry about that um uh, i just Again, I just don't, I don't, I don't know if this is, you know, last year, there was last year, remember, he, he kind of kept people in the dark with their, whether he was going to come back, came back at a great season. Uh, I just don't see this kind of being a, a, a play uh, second time around. I, he sounds serious. Quick hit here. Jeremy Scott Morrison says, Gerard, what should we expect from, from uh, to see from Tom tonight? Uh Short compact swing, maybe could slap one into left field for you. Um, that's that's something that he needs he needs to get going to. And I know he's he's new here, but he he was struggling uh, almost just as much as Alfred and, and Fowler, uh, you know, in Oakland before he was waived. So it, it would be, I think, best case scenario, you'd see him take a walk or something like that. Uh, you know, slap one up the middle to the left side, and, and you know, get his get his head back on straight. Um, yeah, he's he's an interesting guy to talk to, and it would be good if he uh, if he could work out here. 
I hear that. Turnpot three asks, will a pit player come off the board tonight? I say Jones, but should but also should be Weaver. I, I gotta say, Turnpaw, uh, you know, covering covering the draft and covering Pitt, there's been a lot of people who have become very high on Weaver, higher than Patrick Jones. Um, I, I think pa- pa- I think Rashad Weaver will come off the board tonight um, at the latest by by round three. And I think that's what's going to I think that's what's going to be the thing is that you're gonna be waiting for that. Um, so, but I, I think he could be off the board. And then I think it's on Saturday when, when the, when the fourth round starts, that's when you're going to start to see a run of pit players. Cause DeMar, I think DeMar Ham, DeMar Hamlin could also go in the third round. I will say that. Um, and Patrick Jones could, but I think by the end of the fourth round, you will see new homes for Jalen Twyman, DeMar Hamlin, maybe Paris Ford, definitely Pat, Patrick Jones. Um, and then in the fifth round, I think that's where you might see Jimmy Morrissey go. And then that's when you start to see what happens to Jason Pinnock, what happens to Bryce Hargrove, what happens to DJ Turner, and then you see do they do those guys make it on teams? And also Alex Kessman, who is the N- the NCAA record holder for fifty yard field goals, he is in this draft. Some team may say, you know what, let's at least take a seventh round flyer on the guy and, and get this guy who obviously has a leg to him. So uh, things there. Uh, Tom, a fun question for you. What kind of cigar are you smoking from Richard? Richard Deal asks, what kind of cigar are you smoking? And have you ever tried the Oscar Leaf cigars? Hold on. I'm, I'm looking something up here. Uh, I'm, I'm back. Uh, this is just a, uh, this is just a house blend from a place, uh, uh here in, in Columbus that I go to, uh, my cigars, my cigar guy is the czar of cigar in Columbus. So he always hooks me up. Uh, what was the Oscar leaf? No, I have not had one. Uh, but I was, uh, I will try one on, on this, this is on Richard's recommendation. Uh, I was trying to look up real quick. Speaking of Pitt, is K1 Williams still with San Francisco? I think so. I'm not a hundred percent sure. K, you said K1 Williams. Yeah. Well, the pick, you know, the reason I bring this all up was when we're talking about, um, you know, slot corners. One, he's he's been one of the best for a while. And I wasn't sure if Kwan was still in San Francisco or what what the deal was with him. He probably is because I'm just looking here, but they're looking. Oh, they did resign him. And so yeah. no, never mind. I was just trying to find because he's so good. He's from Pitt, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, was such a good player at, with the Browns, and you know, played in in the Super Bowl with San Francisco. And those guys are so important. And Mike yeah, Hilton proved that. And they're so versatile, right? I mean, Hilton was so good at rushing the quarterback. Uh, these guys have different, you know, but they're so good. They're so important. I agree. I, I agree, but I also think there's some really good slot cornerback prospects in this draft class. But let's end this. Oh, sure. the, let's let's end this with a fun question. Swan two sixty nine asks, "What should be the sandwich name for Najee Harris at Primanti's? I don't know. I'm trying to think of. Go ahead, Gerard, to think- Gerard, 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 jump on this one. There you go, Gerard. Yeah, I actually the first time I was in Pittsburgh a couple years back, I, I ended up at the St. Permanis for for lunch and post Pirates game because it was the only place I could find open. Um, uh, but yeah, I've enjoyed Permanis. I, I the concept of French fries on a sandwich is not new, but it is it is enjoyable. I like it. I'm I'm a big guy. I like I like a like a good sandwich. So yeah, as far as Naming sandwiches, I, did, I wasn't really aware they did that. So, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. N- actually, now that I'm thinking about it, when I was a little kid, okay, did they, did they make fun of Chad Pennington with a sandwich? 
It was like it was like milk on white bread or something like that. That sounds hilarious. Yeah, but I don't remember them doing that. Maybe they I, did I remember, that in New York. Uh, no, I remember uh, Mike Greenberg talking about it. That they that the place in Pittsburgh that named sandwiches after people. They made a a goof sandwich on on Pennington to mess with them. Yeah, Doug Bryan. No, Doug Bryan kind of no. messed up my childhood. If you don't, if you weren't aware. <laughs> Milk on, milk on bread. I'm sorry. That, that's hilarious. I'm the champion. Hey, Doug Bryant. That's where Jerome Bettis was trying to hand the Jets a playoff game. And <laughs> Doug Bryant's like, no, you have it, sir. Oh, man. I'll never forget that game. Yeah. Um, Tom, you got a good name for this, man? I'm trying to think. of. I was thinking of if you could make like a saucy, like, like Italian sandwich that has like a lot of like red sauce to it. And you could call it the Crimson Tide. Because he's from Alabama, but I can't think of nothing really rolls off the tongue with Najee. It's like san- sandwich, like you know, Harris. Uh, I, I don't know. Tom's just gonna leave me hanging. No, I, I don't. I, I'm not good with that kind of stuff. Oh, come on, Tom. Come no. on, Tom. We we bring you here guess, for the I analysis. Marcus, I just like I like that Marcus Peters was part of his uh, entourage last night. And that was at Marshawn Lynch's uh, restaurant, by the way. Yeah. Uh, those Oakland guys stick together, which is cool. I love Oakland. I may be in a minority on this. When I go when I go to Bay Area, I'd rather go to Oakland than San Francisco. My kind I've, of people. I've I've only ever been at a, a, a in in uh, California for a plane uh, juncture like to switch planes. I've always wanted to visit Oakland in the Bay Area to see what that's like. The, the stories that, that I've heard, the things that I've read about the area are amazing. Guys, we're way over time, so we're going to shut it down. But uh, but thanks so much to everyone here for asking questions. We really appreciate you all. Um, and uh, thanks again for listening on DK Sports Radio. Remember, you can subscribe Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Stay tuned. we got a lot of great things with DK Sports Radio coming up. And uh, we'll be doing a lot over the weekend with the NFL draft. So stick with us. Gerard and Alex got the Pirates locked down. The Penguins are going to get back to it very soon. Got a lot of great things to cover.